Hi, I'm Courtney Brandt, and you're listening to CSR of One on Amaya FM. We hope you're enjoying the season so far and would love to hear how you're using social media to help others. Give us a shout on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Just search for CSR of One. There are a number of different organizations and communities in the UAE that focus on helping animals, and honestly, they're all doing amazing work. Animal welfare is something that's very close to my heart as well. I've been a regular volunteer at a local rescue organization called Canine Friends for the past three years, and our guest today has been involved with SNF, which stands for Strays Needing Interim or Forever Friends. Itel Bhatia is a fellow host on Amaya FM with the podcast The Two Vegans. So we caught up with her and her inquisitive cats at her apartment to learn more about her journey with SNF. So most of the times I do individual rescue myself and um, I really, really work very closely with Sniff because the founder is a good friend of mine. And can I interject, is Sniff cats and dogs, just dogs, just cats, all animals? Uh, Sniff is cats and dogs and one of their co-founders is, um, I'm not sure, I haven't spoken to her in a bit, but she's almost vegan. So now she, she recently advertised a goat. Okay. So I, I, I believe it could be any animal at this stage. With four legs, maybe snakes. We don't know. Yeah. yeah maybe, maybe. <laughs> but mainly, yeah, primarily cats and dogs. Um, I have a pretty good experience with cats, so I handle cats for them. Mm-hmm. And uh, they handle the dog side. So Jasmine, who's the founder of Sniff, she handles dogs. Um, but I have been a rescuer since um, I was 15. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I am... 20 for, now. For our listeners, I was going to say that could be five years or that could be over five years. You look quite I'm, young. I'm, I'm touched <laughs> that you think it's five years, but no, it's it's about 16 years ago. It came. It all came to me when I start, first had my pet, my pet dog, Chocolate. She was found uh, abandoned at the Jumeirah Beach. I grew up here, so we found her here and uh, she just changed our lives completely. I mean, it, that, it was the first time when our family together saw what an animal is you know just understood the emotions behind it and how to take care of her and things like that and it's just, she just opened so many avenues for us um and we took her we moved to india then and we took her with us uh, she was a pekinese she's really cute you rest so that always because i work with canine friends it always you know it completely boggles my mind that someone would leave a family member that's how i view a pet um and obviously that you even just so casually said you would take it with you that it was part you know you brought it to wherever you went yeah. um i don't think everyone understands that here not at all um i struggle with rehoming a lot of pets and most of them have been abandoned you the first thing you do is take them to the vets and check for microchip and they all have microchips but the owner is either saying we don't want it anymore or the owners are untraceable which means they've probably left the country and it's so sad i mean when we were moving we moved in really difficult circumstances so financially we were not um very well off then but whatever savings we had my father just put them all in uh, the, in in the relocation of chocolate, so there was it did not even occur to us even once that we should leave her behind, and I don't know how people actually do that. I have to answer those calls every Sunday, and it does become. I always ask back why why don't you? And in our adoption, and I'm sure with Sniff as well, you always ask that end question: What happens when you leave? Because it's a transient place. I know that you're kind of third culture, but for most people, Dubai is a stopping point for a few years, and if you pick up or adopt an animal. What is your end decision? And the other thing I can't understand, and I'm sorry to interject, but you can afford to, you know, pay for the vaccinations and pay for food and whatever. And then when it comes to the relocation, suddenly you don't have enough. 
it's uh, I, I think the the issue lies that people don't take their pets as their family members for them they're just an extra part of something or an accessory i don't know what it is and i don't want to use terms here but if you have a child you're going to pay for that child until he's 18 and independent right it's the same with pets you got to take them throughout their lives and you never know i mean the older they get you've got more vet expenses to take care of and you always always have to be prepared there has to be a savings on the side every month for your pet so we have a guest um our our listeners can't see now is this a foster or is this um... no he he is my baby he is my um spud okay and how long has spud been with you he has been with me uh i think about six years now and was he uh, as i like to call a foster fail no i actually uh went out and adopted spud i i thought let me just go to an adoption day and get myself a cat um and help the one that's the most needy so i met spot and it was love at first sight clearly <laughs> he's my baby he i mean the other day i locked myself in the room because i was doing something for an hour and when i came out i could see that he was so sad like he just clung on to me for the next three hours and i couldn't leave him do you is um spud a good i guess big brother if you bring cats here directly no, no he's not a big he good. is the pain in the ass okay <laughs> uh, i have another cat she's very timid she may or may not come Bubbles is pretty chilled out. Um, Bubbles is actually a foster fail. Okay. So I brought Bubbles so that Fred, uh, Spud could be friends with somebody. And Didn't work was, out. It was a harrowing experience. Okay. He, he bullies every foster cat of mine. Every single foster cat he bullies. There are sometimes when I get kittens and kittens bully him. Mm-hmm. For some reason he's scared of kittens, but adult cats he can deal with. Um, but Bubbles is the more chilled out one. She'll see, she'll be scared and she'll be timid. She won't be friendly, but she'll tolerate. But this one, no. I have had to send out foster cats out of my house because they got into bloody fights. So <laughs> so how has your work, um, I guess, um, evolved since you started with Sniff? Are you, have you started as a foster cat person and then continued as that? Or have you expanded your role? As an individual rescuer, I would uh, pick up a cat from the street, find them a foster home, get them vet treated, uh, raise money. Uh, which is very tricky because you're not allowed to raise money here directly. So you go to the vets, you open an account. Sometimes the vet, uh, you know, accept you. Sometimes they don't. And then they let you open an account and then you raise the money so that the money goes directly to the vets to pay the bills. Um, and then you find a foster home and then you try and look for a forever home. With Sniff, I'm able to do this on a much larger scale now. Um, instead of, um, you know, handling one or two cats every two, three weeks, now I'm handling five or six cats a month or maybe more even because we have a larger reach. Uh, as a rescue organization, I still do my individual rescues on the side. If I see some cat, I'll pick it up and I'll do my own thing. But it's just better with an organization because their reach is much larger. They've got, I don't know, fourteen or 15,000 followers on Facebook and then Instagram. So people see the posts, they react to the posts much quicker rather than me individually posting and asking for help. These days, in the last couple of years, I have been rehoming a lot of cats to the UK. Uh, And that costs a lot of money. It sure does, yeah. yeah. And I'm just always struggling. I mean, it's great that the animals are getting new homes, but yes, it's not. Do you have to find, I know sometimes for dogs, we look for traveling buddies, um, or can they be shipped as cargo? How does that kind of work? It actually depends from country to country. UK doesn't need a flight buddy because they fly cargo, but the US or Canada would need a flight buddy. Do you have a favorite memory so far, either on your own as an individual foster cat foster parent um or do you have one maybe attached to sniff i actually have a very interesting story it's one of my recent rescues um i was driving down from fujera one day 
and on the 311 highway which is like the one of the fastest highways i found a cat on the left heart shoulder my friend was driving and i was in the passenger seat and i just i just glanced we were driving at like 130 or something right and i was like oh my god i just saw a cat can we go back can we go back and my friend is on the 311 yeah sure <laughs> yeah and i'm trying like no i'm sorry i cannot stop so I, we can't do it we can't stop even if we take a round and come back we can't stop and i'm like oh my god i just cannot leave the cat there so i just picked up my phone and i went on all the rescue groups and told them if there's anyone driving on that side maybe later in the day or whenever i, I mean at this stage i'm just thinking the cat is going to die any minute right so but i need to try and i did not get any response and i couldn't sleep all night just thinking about the cat and the next day i don't know the angels just smiled at me or what happened a lady texted me saying that hey i can go check because i drive down that route every day so she went there more than 24 hours later and the cat was still there in the same spot he has been one of my most lucky rescues and he was then picked up by her she called sharja police she stopped the uh, who stopped the traffic and then they picked up the cat <laughs> wow and just last week he went to his forever home in the uk after four months So for me that's that's a very very special story. In fact she shared a picture of um the cat with her daughter and they've just bonded well in two days and it's just so adorable. So I think this is one of the stories that's going to remain with me sure. for a very long time because that cat could have been just dead. No but you managed to spot it and then do something about it. I think that's the thing you could say drive by and go oh I hope that cat survives and then you took it so much further and you saved that cat's life. Yeah, but I have to give it to a lot of other people who came in and helped me with this. The lady who stopped, the vets who gave me discounts, the people who fostered him and the people who eventually adopted him. Like it wouldn't have been possible. No, and then that's I think with any animal rescue it's so much more than one person, whether it's a vet that's giving you a discount or, you know, all the people along the path to get to the forever home. That's Exactly. And and that's what people always think oh we're not capable we don't we can't we don't have space in the car or we don't have space in the house for a cat or a dog and there's so much else you can do you can transport you can help with financials you can just spread the word you can do awareness programs there's so much that people can do at different levels to help an animal find his home can you do you happen to know the number of animals that are currently i know unlike canine where we have an actual kennel but sniff is kind of you know a great group network of volunteers how many kind of animals are being monitored right now by by sniff overall at this moment we've got um i think close to 20 dogs and we've got a goat i need to check with us if the goat has been adopted or not um and i think on the cats front we've got close to 15 cats okay. which is just at this moment it could it change any minute now <laughs> is that um typical is that about the numbers um that you would see throughout the year or does it fluctuate up it is going to get worse yeah i know this is this is still a little manageable for now but we don't know what's going to happen next month when we return more about how you can help sniff stay with us Welcome back. You're listening to CSR of One and our conversation with Hetel. We understand sometimes that it is difficult for some to adopt a pet, and Hetel suggests that one way to help is with TNR. So TNR is trap neuter release. Um there are many many stray cats and you cannot save all of them. 
um nor can you give homes to all of them some of them are pretty well fed outside they're healthy they're they're part of colonies where people go and feed them um all you got to do is trap them book an appointment at the vet just get them neutered so that they don't reproduce more because those kittens will then come into the harsh life of dubai streets and die anyway unless they find any kind of help which for which the chances are really low um so it's better that you trap and neuter them and release them back in the spot from where you picked them um and that way they can just you know live healthy lives and cats that are neutered and spayed live much longer they don't get into any kind of cat fights they become much calmer so they're not as territorial so they don't have a uh, risk of you know getting fiv because they're not entering into any cat fights or not having or not mating with any fiv cats so yeah so tnr is something that we really really want people to we, participate uh, in in k9 it's the same we don't we don't adopt out dogs unless they've been uh, sterilized because we don't need to add to the population at all really. it's a r- urban rumor but maybe you can confirm it here i've always heard if you see a cat who's had his ear clipped just a little clip that means he's already been sterilized yes okay that's correct so if you see somebody i I realize that's probably not the percentage we want but uh, it is you know if you see a cat and you know he's been taken care of you don't have to bother him yeah and if you're feeding cats um then make sure you feed them once every two to three days because when you leave the country which most people will you you don't want the cat to be dependent on you you need to still let the cat's hunting instincts be on um and be there so just feed them every 2 3 days tnr them just leave fresh water all at all times and that's it i know the summer months are the most difficult are there any kind of other peaks during the year where um the needs are different or is it just kind of constant you need money to transport and vet bills and you need people to look after these animals actually at the onset of winter um when things get cozy there are more cats reproducing so that's where tnr comes into picture and we really really want people to go out there and just tnr even if you cannot foster or spend money or whatever just tnr cats what sort of future events um does sniff have maybe something on the calendar where it's an annual i know it's difficult around fundraising but are there any events or maybe garage sales or things that uh, people can look forward to they do have events i'm not sure of any events coming up at the moment uh, but we usually do uh gatherings we like to bring people and we do music nights so we have some of our friends that perform um musical friends that perform for us so people could follow on social media and then be aware of what's coming up on facebook and instagram yeah does sniff um i know at canine we often try when we can um because we're volunteer run much like you uh to educate at a younger age so going to schools or having schools come to us um do you know if sniff works within the community to maybe go to schools to to talk about things like tnr and because the younger i think people hear about this sort of thing the better it helps us understand what's going on um is sniff available to do things like that we are available uh we still haven't um penetrated into that completely yet because we are low on volunteers and we also want people to come and work with us bring these ideas on board um and we're more than happy to go out there give the numbers give the statistics show them the reality um and i think the best way to educate any nation is to start by the kids um i know a lot of people on the vegan front and on the animal rescue front where the kid has seen the reality and goes back and changes their parents so i think they're the most influential of the lot um so at this moment we are very very open to these ideas but we also need volunteers and we need ideas to come to us okay so do you have any maybe coffee mornings or any meetups throughout um how do people know um other than the kind of social events but if i want to become a a foster 
a house or home for a cat or dog? Would I just contact Sniff directly? And do I have an interview or is there any sort of process I go through? People can contact us either on Instagram or on Facebook and let us know which cat they're interested or which dog they're interested in fostering. And we will do a phone call with them, ask some basic due diligence questions. Uh, we post pictures of our cats and dogs and whichever animal we rescue every day, sometimes 10 times a day. And uh, we we really encourage people to come and foster for us because that's where the the journey of the yeah. cat or the dog starts. And if we pick up these animals from the streets and we don't know what their personality is like. And because when we don't know that, we don't know which home should we put them into for, you know, for their forever home. So it's very important. Fosters play a very, very key role in all of this. So you could do a short-term foster, long-term foster, really. It's kind of whatever time that you have uh, available. Um, Would you then, the foster family, are they responsible for things like food and vaccinations? Or does that money come from SNF? Or how does that work? The vet visits and the vaccination and everything is taken care of by SNF. We do um, request our fosters to take care of the food and the litter. But there are also some people who may not be financially okay to do that. And we totally understand. So we rely on donations from other uh, volunteers or we just spend some money out of our own pocket and give them some food and litter and things like that. Yeah. So maybe for somebody who's new to Dubai, you grew up here. I've been here for 13 years. Um, I always think that if you're passionate about something, whatever it is, but particularly something like animal rescue, like attracts like. Um, So maybe it's a good way for people that are new to this city to kind of get to know the city and then meet different people who are a lot like them. Uh, Do you have a lot of new people coming in to sniff? We do. Uh, Because Dubai is a very transient city, we do have a lot of new people. And these new people um, means more foster homes for us. And um, most of the new people that come from Western countries tend to live in the new Dubai side where there are more pet-friendly buildings. And that's just great for us. We have a lot of new fosters in the marina area and JLT area because it's a very pet-friendly area. So, um, yeah, we do get a lot of new people who uh, want to help, who have done similar work back in their home countries. And they really, really you know, want to do something similar here as well. Um, Also, one of the things that I'd like to um, mention here is, in fact, it's more of a request to people who come from different countries, help us in um, finding homes for some of our rescues abroad as well, Mm -hmm. because Dubai is pretty saturated and it's transient. There's been a massive improvement in animal welfare in the last decade or so, but we still still have a long way to go when compared to other first world countries. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it is important for us to keep finding good forever homes in other countries as well so any anybody in europe or in the u.s or canada um i wouldn't say australia or new zealand because those are really expensive countries to look at the cats to and the quarantine the paperwork and everything um but uh, even if there is a good home maybe we can consider that but if people can just go out and spread the word amongst their friends and families and that would be really helpful especially people who are looking because I, I would imagine I knew I grew up in the states and there's a lot of breeds but the Arabian Mao and I know a lot of them are, are mixed but they have a lot of those Mao features um, and you wouldn't really find that I think you know in the UK or maybe other parts of Europe so for people who are looking for something a bit I won't say exotic because they're just cats uh but i think that that would be something oh okay this is a kind of breed that we haven't seen much of and uh might might enjoy i always say arabian mouths are like the dogs of the cat world i mean this guy plays fetch with me every day licks my face to wake me up in the morning so 
I just cannot see how people think these cats are just street cats and they're dirty or whatever. I've had, I've, I used to be a pet sitter. So I've pretty much worked with every breed of cat out there. I've never seen anything like an Arabian Mao. They're just, they're just brilliant. They've got so much character. They've got so much color. It's, it's great to have them as pets. And people who live in the Europe that are not used to seeing this every day. I think the thing with people locally here is just taking everything for granted. You know, they see them on the streets so they think they're just dirty. But just give them a chance and you'll be delighted. And they're, so short coat, big ears, yeah. and they're quite communicative, as in they talk more than other breeds do. Um, I used to have an Asian-ish breed, and she was a chatty, chatty little girl as well. Yeah. So, <laughs> And they're also very well suited to any weather. So I could move to Europe tomorrow, it could be cold, and he would still be all right, or in the Dubai heat. You know how the municipality... There's, they did a survey about having cat feeding stations, and that's upcoming. Just some thoughts on that, because I believe me, I want every animal to be fed. I want every person to be fed. But if they're only being fed every one to two days, do you then promote these kind of colonies that grow? And then how do you control that population? I wish there was like a pilot program we could see. I 100% agree with you. Um, it's just that it just a feeding station is not enough. It has to be coupled with TNR. Because if there's food freely available, um, the cats become healthier and the more they reproduce. And more often they reproduce, so there would be more street cats then. So if there is no TNR, it's pretty much useless to do anything else. Um, if you take case and example, Istanbul. Uh, lots of cats in that city, yeah. <laughs> All TNR, there's a mobile vet that keeps roaming around in the city, just taking care of injured cats or everything. And there are food stations. But if there are TNR cats, and you know that the population is controlled, and then you can afford to feed them every day or every second day. But when you're not TNRing your cats and you're giving them food every day, it's going to be more disastrous than it's going to be helpful. It's interesting because they're, they're so much a part of the landscape of Istanbul. Like the street cats are just there hanging out and people, it's like such a symbiotic kind of relationship. Yeah, exactly. And restaurants let them in. During winters, people open their shops so that they can go and sleep inside so that they don't feel cold. It's amazing. It's beautiful. There is no doubt that the abandoned animals of the UAE need your help. No matter what organization you choose or want to help volunteer with, just know that the places are always trying to help more animals than they can, and those animals cannot help themselves. You can find out more by searching for Sniff on social media, and find Hetal on Instagram by looking for the.2.vegans. This episode was hosted by me, Courtney Brandt, and produced by Chirag Desai. You can find out more information about the show by visiting our website, amaya.fm slash csr1 and also follow us on Instagram. Until next week, remember to be nice out there on social media. Think about sharing something for someone else. Goodbye and have a great week. Okay. <laughs> He's going to drink some water. <laughs> you're okay. You're a handsome lad. Yes, you are. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's going for the biscuits.